Yo, what's going on? This is your host, Juan Gray, and welcome to the Words to Success show. So today I have the pleasure of speaking with my man, Bob Van Boel. Bob is a friend of mine from the Netherlands. He is just an incredible, good-hearted, and just a super badass human being who also happens to be a very successful serial entrepreneur. Bob owns a lot of successful companies, and he's also a business mentor now to thousands of young entrepreneurs around the globe. He helps them with a lot of different things, including focus, which is something that we talk about in this episode, and how he was very unfocused in the beginning of his journey, and how he completely transformed into the entrepreneur that he is today. We go through why he started business, why he got into the world, and after that, how he really progressed and everything that he learned. Bob is someone who drops tons of golden nuggets. He's someone who's also very, very passionate about biohacking and maximizing your productivity. So we talk about all that and much more. I know you guys are going to enjoy this one. Let's get it. Vamos. Why do you want to do what you do? Um, and what, what really drives you? Success to me would be actually making an impact, helping people, changing lives. Um, and looking back in 30 years, like, you know, I'm actually proud of what I've achieved. That's success to me. It's not, it's not monetary. It's the impact you can make. Every day, I want to do at least one good deed. I think just keeping track of what you do is very important. My true friend said, Bob, we, we really don't understand what you're doing. We don't understand why you're doing this, but you know, we, we support you. We love you. Stop doing what people expect you to do. Bob Van Buel, welcome to the most badass show on the planet, my man. How do you do? I'm good, man. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing great, brother. Thank you for, for coming on. I'm super excited to, to have you here, bro. Yeah, I, I'm really, really excited, man. And thanks for having me. Absolutely. So my man, for people who don't uh, know who you are, can you give a little background, what you do and, and how you got there? Yeah, of course, man. Um, so I, I was born and raised in a, in a city near to, uh, close to Amsterdam in Holland. And right now I, uh, I'm an entrepreneur. I run several businesses. Um, and I think the way how I got here is kind of a, an interesting story and hopefully a bit of inspirational story. When, when I grew up, um, you know, we, at my house, we, I mean, we weren't poor, right? We were able to go take a, grab a car and, you know, go, go somewhere by car on holiday with a tent and for a few days. So it was, we weren't in a bad place at all, but when I was about eight years old, my parents decided, you know, let's quit our day jobs and let's become an entrepreneur. Let's start our own business. Mm -hmm. And, um, I really saw how our life sort of changed when that happened. And Sure, in the beginning, you know, money didn't flow in and it was tough. But at least whenever I was eight, nine years old, I came home from school. My parents were, you know, were at home um, and they would, they would be there and they would go back to work whenever I would go to sleep. Um, and then later on, you know, a bit more money started to come in so we could actually do some cool holidays. And I really saw how our life really changed when they became entrepreneurs um, and also how they could always be there uh, when, I, when I got home. So, yeah, that's when I really decided, like, okay, I want to... This is what I want. I want to become an entrepreneur. And I think it was like 10 or 11 and I, I knew it for a fact that mm -hmm. I was never going to work for a boss. And yeah, that was what I wanted to do. So um, yeah, I think the first business I started was when I was around 16 years old. Um, I'm 33 years old now and you know, still, still, still in there. The first business wasn't, wasn't really a success to say the least. Um, but you know, you live and you learn. And, um, and yeah, that's basically how I got there. What would you say are some of the main things that, that changed in you, you know, from the person you were when you started your first business to you, you know, starting businesses now? Oh, so much. Um, I'm like, I'm probably one of the most chaotic people you'll ever meet, um, which is not a good, not the best thing if you start a business. Uh, and in my head, I was all over the place. And that was really one of my struggles. Like, how do I, you know, how do I control that? And how I, do I not care too much about the consequences or the, the fear of what if? It's not a success. Um, so that's really one of the things I really, really had to learn. And I had to put in so much structure and so much routines and systems so that, you know, now I'm, whenever I tell someone that I'm like a chaotic person, they always laugh because they don't see that because I'm so structured. But that's because I know if I let go of the structure, um, yeah, things just go wrong. Go back to the roots. <laughs> go back to the roots. Yeah, it's just, it's just within me. And um, yeah, but I think especially not really caring too much about, you know, what, what will others think if I feel and, and things like that. That's a, a huge difference for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And from what you're doing right now, what would you say is what's, you know, keeping you excited and fired up daily 
you know, because you, you, you do a lot of things, right? You run multiple businesses as yeah. well, your own journey. So at this point in, in your career, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as, as a person in general, what would you say is what keeps you fueled? Yeah, so uh, maybe it's good. I, I guess I just skipped that in the first question, what I do. Um, I guess my main business is um, a business which does software and web development. Um, mm -hmm. That doesn't get me fired up at all. Um, I kind of find it, I mean, it, it pays the bill, it's doing great, but it's, it's not where my passion lies, right? It's just something that grew. Um, but one of the other things I do is, um, is coaching and mentorship of, of basically young entrepreneurs. And that's something that I really, really care about. I, you know, I really care about helping people and I really want to do that. And I think there's a lot of things wrong right now in, in the world. And one of the things is the education system. So one of my passions is to actually help people go to that next level. Um, so yeah, I think that's one of the things that really, really gets me fired up to really see, you know, how you can help people and change them. And mm -hmm. long term, that's also something I really want to be doing um, on a much bigger scale. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And when you talk about getting them to the next level, do you mean getting them financially to the next level, getting their business? Like how specifically do you uh, mean that? Honestly, if I, if I look at people uh, who I've worked with, yes, of course, business is part of it. So helping them grow their business. But I think it's so much bigger because I think it is so much more about, you know, their whole lifestyle, the way, you know, um, well, one of the things is the way they also treat others. Um, I used to have a mentor and, um, the thing that he told me, he never wanted to get a single, single dollar for it. Um, he told me, listen, whenever, you know, you become more successful and you you get older, I want you to return the favor. I want you to actually start helping others as well. And, um, yeah, the first, the first person that I ever mentored, he, um, I did the same, you know, I told him, listen, I don't want any money for this, but you know, if you become successful, um, hopefully, you know, you will return the favor. And right now he has like over a thousand students, um, and he's, has one mission, which is to reform the education system because he, you know, and he wants to create a university for free where everyone can go later on. So I'm happy to pass on that message and see people grow, you know, both financially, but also just as a person, because I think that's very important. Yeah. How, how do you feel like having a mentor, you know, has been, how, how important has it been in your, in your career? I think it's been very important. I mean, I think my sort of the problem which I had is where I'm from in the Netherlands, uh, we don't really know mentors. It's not really a thing. It's starting to, to get there right now, but it's not really well known. So like my first mentor, I got him when I was about 24 years old, I guess. Fucked up a couple of businesses by that time. Um, and, you know, it can, it's just so nice to actually have someone you can bounce ideas off of who can, you know, I, I mean, I guess that you see people make mistakes. Even if you're their mentor, that's fine because you want them to, to make mistakes. But at least the, the real, real big fuck ups, they can prevent you uh, from making. Now, I guess I could have gone to my parents to ask for advice because they were entrepreneurs, but you know, that's just, yeah, I'd say if you look for a mentor, don't go to your parents because that's just, yeah. you know, when you were like 17, 18 years old, it's not the best, best combi, I guess. So yeah, I think it's very important. Right, right. And let's just say someone, you're mentoring someone uh, right now, right? And yeah. you have the, the goal with helping him from, maybe he's, he has started multiple businesses and he has failed in all his businesses, yeah. right? Um, or he has had some successes, but he still hasn't got to where he wants to get. And yep. you're, you know, you guys are working together and you say, you know what, in the next six months, I'm going to teach you everything I know to try to get you to, you know, to a certain level where he can start helping other people. Right. Cause he's yep. been in personal development for a long time. He's developed himself. He has habits. What would you say? Yes. How would you take him from there to that other level? If you personally had that mission for fun, you said, you know what, I'm going to help this guy. He's been hustling for years and he hasn't had that level of success. What would you, what would yep. be the most important thing in your opinion? Um, well, honestly, I think we, why we always start with is sort of being a bit analytic, like, okay, so, so what have you done in the past and where do you want to go and sort of make a war map? Um, how we call it. So what are really the steps that we want to take? And um, one thing that I find very important is, um, you know, I, I'm, I really love mentoring people, but I've had once, and uh, I actually mentored two people at the same time and they just didn't do anything. They expected like, okay, so Bob's going to tell us what to do. We're going to become rich like that. If you want to piss me off, that's what you have to say. And that's what you have to do. Um, they actually paid me and I told them after one month, listen, stop paying me because I don't even want to help you guys because you're just not doing anything, right? So I, I guess for me to go back to your question, it is, um, you know, we analyze what you've been doing, but we also really analyze like, why do you want to do what you do? Um, and what, what really drives you? And, 
you know, because if you know that motivation, if you know why you do things, as I said, I actually really, really enjoy helping people. That's why I do what I do. And if you know that, it's easy to become successful, in my opinion. Um, all the, I mean, I know you read books. You, uh, you, you read Start With Why, and it's so true. All the, all the big entrepreneurs, all the big companies, they always start by knowing why they actually, why they make what they make, and then they'll find out how they make money, right? So I love helping people, so I know that I can offer coaching. But I don't think, okay, you know what? Coaching is a good business. I'll coach people, and I don't care why because they want to make money. Because mm -hmm. if you do that, people will figure it out, and you will fail, in my opinion. So figure out the why of a person you're mentoring, um, and then make like a warm up. Okay, so how can we monetize that, and how can we really bring you to that level where you want to be? Mm -hmm. Can you a bit uh, go go a bit like further in the warm up, like how you kind of develop that? Because I think that's interesting. I mean, it's it's basically the way that you plan to get from you reverse engineer your process of where you want to yeah. get to, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you start with the end goal. Um, and a very important thing to me is that the end goal is never like uh, money. Uh, of course, we have, to make him, we have to make more money because yes, money is important. And we can say all the cliches like money doesn't make you happy, but having no money will make you miserable, basically, uh, or at least will not help you. Um, but if your goal is just to pursue money, then you're going to be, become very, very miserable, even if you make a lot of money. Um, but I'll first stick to your question right now before going on a whole rant about that topic because that's well, we'll, that we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there though with our conversation. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, yeah, so we, we set the goal and the goal could be, you know, having a business with, you know, which is providing the service um, and, you know, then we'll see, okay, so what steps do we have to take to get there and how many clients would you need? What, what services do you have to offer? Um, and, and really reverse engineer. Um, and one of the main things as well is, you know, you don't need overnight success. Um, so really plan and set up for the long, for the long run in there as well. So how do we, how do we set up the business, which is sustainable in the long run? Mm -hmm. I think that's a very important one. Yeah. Do you, do you create uh, a lot of systems within, within your businesses? How, how important yeah. is that? Really? Yeah. For me, that's like, uh, so let me give you a funny example in my web development business. Every, every day I make all my employees write down, uh, you know, what they have to do today, but also actually at the end of the day, what did I actually spend time on? And every week they have to go through the list and have to check, are there things which keep coming back, um, which I'm doing like, you know, once a week or, or maybe even every single day. And if the answer is yes, then they have to create a system for it um, because you can probably optimize it. So we sort of created a system to create systems um, within my company mm -hmm. because, That's you know, awesome. yeah, I think it's so important. And it's just annoying if you keep doing the same thing and you just keep struggling with it or it keeps wasting time. So um, yeah. And, and the system is, of course, I actually get questions sometimes, like, what is a system? And a system is pretty easy. You put something in, right? You, have, you put time in, and you have an output, which is a product or a service. And whatever, how you process it is the system. And how can you optimize that process? And how can you optimize the thing in between? Um, yeah, and that, that's just what we do the whole time. Yeah, and I think, you know, people that are first starting as entrepreneurs or any, anything, you know what I mean? Not even necessarily entrepreneurs. Anything that you do, if you want to optimize it, Yep. You can create a system as an athlete. I think you can also create a system as an artist. You could create a system. It takes, you know, usually I see it within a, me being an, an artist, even as an actor, how can I systemize some stuff that I do, you know, yep. in, the, in the showbiz or in music, right? Um, what would you say is a first, a first step of systemizing for someone who knows nothing about systems? All right. Well, what I would, what I always recommend is, um, I mean, I guess it depends if what your goal is and what you're doing, but I actually keeping track of what you do is, is really important. Um, so keeping track for just a week, like right every 30 minutes, even set an alarm in your phone, write down how you spent your last 30 minutes because you're, you're starting to see patterns. You're starting to see how you're, well, let's not say wasting, but how you're spending time um, and probably wasting a lot of time. Um, and then what the question I ask myself afterwards is I sort of add them up. So how much time are I, am I spending on social media and which of these things are actually helping me reach my goal? Um, and how can I make sure that the things that I'm wasting a lot of time on, how can I put systems in place to avoid that? So how can I avoid being on social media for, you know, three, four hours a day, which some people are, um, because that's not helping me at all. It's just not helping me reach my goal as a person, as an artist, as whatever it is. Right. So mm -hmm. how can you make systems for that, for example? Um, and I think just keeping track of what you do is very important. Yeah. So you're, you're, you have a super interesting, um, uh, ways of approaching uh, peak performance, right? In my opinion. So you want to yep. share a couple, a couple of things that you find have really helped you um, that anyone could start applying that are maybe not stuff that you hear all the, all the time. 
All right, yeah, of course. Um, so peak performance is um, basically when you talk about peak performance, what you want is you want your, your, your peaks, right? Your top performance go up a bit, but you, especially you want to have your downs. You really want to make sure they go up so you don't have the, the huge peaks and huge downs. That's what I think is important. Um, you can't be in a constant peak because you'll get burned out. Um, but there's a couple of things that really, really, really um, have an impact on your peak performance or on your performance. And the first one is environment. It is, uh, it's a few things. It is, you know, I sent you a photo of my workspace uh, in my house a second. It's, it's clean, right? There shouldn't be any mess there. So that's environment. If I, I want to be working in a place where I actually enjoy working. So I, I walk into this room in my house and I think, okay, cool, let's work. Um, if it's a mess, you don't want it. If, if I would see an Xbox, if I would see other things, I'd probably think, oh, you know, yeah, I, I could play for a little while. Um, so environment is one. But it's, environment is also the people you hang out with. And, um, you know, I have a couple of friends who I love with all my heart, but they won't help me go to the next level. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, I hang out with them and, you know, we have fun. But I also, I really want to surround myself with people who have the same goals and really want to push me to go to the ne next level. Um, so environment is, you know, how is your, you know, well, let's uh, give another example. If, you're, if your goal is to lose weight, you know, or to gain weight, if you go to the gym, your environment would be, you know, make sure you don't have chocolate in your refrigerator and ice cream or alcohol because that's not going to help you reach your goals. Um, and, you know, people always talk about discipline, but why would you force yourself to really try and not eat that chocolate in the, in the refrigerator? Why should you just have it? So environment has to be clean, has to help you reach your goals. Um, then the second one is your biology. With biology, I mean, you know, um, what do you eat? What do you, what do you drink? How much do you sleep? Um, and also how's the quality of your sleep? And then we go back to the social media a bit because so many people are on their phones just before they go to bed, for example. And that, that actually really affects your brain in terms of how the quality of your sleep is. Um, these days you have a lot of trackers of your sleep and what you actually see is, you know, if you are on your smartphone 30 minutes before going to bed, the quality of your sleep is gonna really plummet. And if you don't sleep well, you're not gonna perform well. Um, another thing is um, you actually sleep in sleep cycles for example, and a sleep cycle is about an hour and a half. Um, and if you sleep in multiples of an hour and a half, that will actually mean your sleep will be, will be better. And you will, you know, you, you wait, you, sometimes you wake up and you feel really shit. Sometimes you wake up, you're like, okay, let's go. Um, and that's if you're at the end of a sleep cycle. So what do you put in your body and how do you sleep is very, very important for peak performance. Um, it's pretty funny if you actually look at alcohol, for example, um, if you drink just like one or two glasses, the, your sleep already gets really really screwed up actually because your body's processing the alcohol instead of resting so uh, i'm not saying you should never drink alcohol you should just be aware of the, the effect it has on you um, so we have environment we have biology um, and then we have mental and mental is just and, and that's a really really big one mental means you know i'm not looking for that instant gratification um, mm -hmm. and i am um, you know and i think that is and I, I can control my impulses and I think that one is really important because so many people just, and there, there I'll go on my rent. Sorry, I can't, I can't stop it anymore. So many people see so much shit on social media these days, right? I mean, open your, open Instagram, open whatever it is. And you see these 17, 18 year old kids or other people who say they have overnight success and they, they, be, they became millionaires and all they do did is, you know, they, they bought this course, which you should also buy. And then you're going to become rich and you're going to be happy and everyone's going to be like, and that, that pisses me off so bad because you know, it's, it's bullshit. Um, sure. There's a couple of people who might have had overnight success, but it, it takes so much hard work and there's, and the problem what you see is people see this and they quit their jobs and they, or drop out of school because they think, okay, so I'm going to do this and I'm going to become rich. And they spend the rest of their life flipping hamburgers because they're never going to get that, get there. And you also start to wonder, like, I see all these kids getting this, these results. Why am I not getting these results? What am I doing wrong? So you're going to start feeling bad about yourself. You're almost starting to become sort of depressed um, because you're not getting those result, fake results that you see on social media. Um, and I think that's very, very important to be aware of. And I think it's very important that people sometimes say that as well because it's so much bullshit on social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And last week we were talking and we were saying how most people, some of the people that we mutually know, they make more money on selling courses about how yeah. they became rich than them actually making any actual money in their businesses, yeah. right? Yeah. So you want, you want to talk about, about that and just like kind of how, I guess it's, it's a thing of perception, right? And so to not get yeah. fooled by all that, because a lot of people get fooled by that and 
we talk about depression, we talk about people quitting yeah. because they see all these things and then they start feeling like, you know what, I, I'm, I maybe, I just don't have what it takes to, to be that way. You know what I mean? So let's go on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that's exactly the problem. Um, I mean, I think what I always say, first of all, with regards to social media, do a bit of research and just follow the people you actually who inspire you and who don't talk shit. Mm-hmm. Um, because yes, people are just looking for that, you know, that sort of shiny object syndrome. Um, now, we're not going to name names, but so many people, as you said, sell courses um, who've never had any success except for selling courses. So, and then they show like, look how much money I have. I make this off my, you know, whatever business I'm my courses on. But in reality, they make the money off of you because you're buying their courses. Um, And they're probably, you know, just going and renting a Lamborghini for two days and then showing that on their Instagram as well. Uh, So do, I mean, if you really want to do a course, do some research if somebody actually knows what they're talking about. That's, I think that's Mm -hmm. one. Um, And two is, well, a, a big thing for me has been meditation. Um, actually when I, you know, the, the, one of the first things I said in our conversation is that I used to be, you know, I used to be really like thinking about, Oh, what, what do others think of me? You know, um, when I started my personal branding, for example, when I started my, my Instagram and posting there I was like, Oh, what, what will my friends think? What will others think of, you know, me posting these kind of photos? Um, and to me, meditation is what really helped because with meditation, you start to focus on, on the now. And you start to, you know, basically get control over your mind. You start to get rid of anxiety. And a lot of things, I think a lot of these things are about anxiety, are about what if, um, and, and about the short-term success. And I think that's something where meditation comes in place. Mm-hmm. And what kind of meditation do you do? Um, well, when I first started, I used, um, I used Headspace. I think that's the, probably the, the best-known um, app. Um, and then I actually at some point got a meditation coach. And I gave an example of, um, so I'll give the same example. It was actually just a year and a half ago. Um, I got an apartment in, Lo- uh, in London together with a friend of mine, um, a business partner. Uh, and I was just going to be there for like a week and a month. And the first time I went there, this friend of mine, you know, he set up so much like, you know, we were going to meet a lot. He wanted me to meet a lot of his friends just so I would know people there, you know, show me around London. And it was just after a super hectic period in my, uh, in my business. And I just really went to London to chill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, you know, but from day one, we were just going to people and we we're going places. And I was sort of scared to say, like, dude, you know, I love you. I think, thanks so much for doing all of this. But I actually also just want to chill a bit and enjoy the fact that I have a house here and do my own things. Um, but I thought, but I, I was sort of scared to say that because I thought, what if he, you know, he, he went through all this trouble to set this up? You know, what if he gets pissed off and I don't want to let him down? So I didn't say anything to like after five days. You know, it just got so, I got so annoyed. I sort of started screaming at him, like, and I, I sort of got mad. We got in a fight about it, um, which is stupid, right? Because we both meant well, but we just got in a fight over it. So I told this to that meditation coach and, you know, he really told me, listen, it looks like you're just so scared about the what ifs and, and that's sort of taking a lot of negative energy about you, which is actually true. So we started doing a meditation, which focuses on the now. And there's two things which always focus on now. Um, and one of the two is your breath. Your breath can never be in the future or in the past. And the other one is your feet touching the ground um, because that's always in the, in the present as well. So um, I started practicing that, that meditation. And whenever I feel, get that feeling right now where I'm like, oh, what if people think this or what if you know, I, this isn't a success? Uh, for like one or two seconds, I just focus on my breath and my feet touching the floor and I'm back in the present. I don't really give a fuck anymore about you know, what's going to happen or what others will, will think. Um, so that was a big one for me. Yeah, how important is it to not give a fuck? I think it's very, very important. Um, at least, yeah, I mean, you've probably read the, I mean, we mentioned a few books, but The Noble Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which is um, an interesting book. Um, and I, I think, you know, I, it's important that you don't hurt people around you, of course. So you should, you should care about that for, uh, for sure. But, you know, if... I know people who started laughing at me when I started, you know, really getting really serious on social media and like, oh, shouldn't you make like a story? Shouldn't you do something here? Um, you know, or we're talking about my behind my back about it. But that just tells me that, okay, sure, but that means you're not a real friend. Uh, my true friend said, Bob, we, we really don't understand what you're doing. We don't understand why you're doing this, but, you know, we, we support you. We love you. Um, yeah, so that's, I guess, by not really caring, you also find out who, who your true friends are. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, I mean, especially things like that, people, hey, are, are, shouldn't you be doing this or da-da-da? Yeah. It's funny because 
I mean, that's happened to me since like years ago, but now people are just like, Hey, can you teach me how to do that? You know what I mean? So yes. a, lot, a lot of the times, even then I feel like there's, there's that element of jealousy or of just wanting to do it, but not knowing why yeah. and where that comment comes out, you know, that comment usually comes out of insecurity, but also of curiosity. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting because I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, they feel that way when they start putting themselves out there. And at the end of the day, if you, you want to be successful in anything, you sh- usually have to put yourself out there, right? You got to go against your own, your own fear or your own whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, it's a super cliche, but, you know, first they laugh at you and then they want to be like you. And that's exactly what happened with me. The people who laughed at me the most in the beginning, uh, still when we're in a group, they sometimes make a comment like this. But when you're one-on-one, they come to you and like, yeah, yeah do you think I should like, grow my personal brand or should I, could I also make money off of this? I'm like, yeah, of course, but. Yeah, it's, a, it's always on the one-on-one, right? It's like uh, with everyone, and then they're like, "Yo, but uh, can you teach me?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and, uh, again, it just it just shows you who the who your true friends are, and um, um, I mean, here's here's one of the things I'm I'm pretty big on on the brain. The brain is something which has always fascinated me a lot, and one of the things that is just a fact is the fact that you know we're group animals, basically. We're, we and we are insecure, and people always we want to get that confirmation. So if you throw yourself out there um, and people are going to laugh at you, that hurts. And that's really tough because, you know, our survival instinct says, you know, we have a better chance of surviving in a group. Um, so, you know, if people like me, they will take care of me and I will, you know, a better chance of surviving. So it, it's only normal that we feel insecure whenever this happens. And, um, you know, a lot of people always say, oh, yeah, I, I really don't give a fuck at all. But that's not true because at times you will, um, you know, and at times you will feel that anxiety or that insecurity. and that's why. It's important to surround yourself with people who support you um, because we all need that, right? We, every, everybody needs it. And if you say you don't, you, you lie or you're, you know, or you have some problems with making friends probably because, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we just need it. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about, about books. Uh, yep. So in that subject, what would you say are your top three books that you would recommend? I guess not, not to starting, but someone who's already, you know, who's already had, has accomplished someone, but they want to get to the next level. Yeah, that's a tough question. There's so many good books and it's always, I, I, I want to stay away from too many cliche books, I guess. Um, yeah, there's a book called Tipping Point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically, it, it goes, it's a bit old, but it, um, it, it's about how things become, uh, go viral, basically. They say there's three types of people. Um, it's the connectors, people who, um, who just know a lot of people. Um, then there is what they call the mavens. So people who are just, you know, they just get in information the whole time. They're like obsessed by getting more information. Um, and then there's the salespeople who know how to sell that. So if you, you know, if you start a business, if you start a product, a service, whatever, um, trying to find at least one of every type uh, and find out which type you are is very important. And that really, it's pretty cool because if you read the book, you're actually going to recognize yourself and know sort of which type you are and you will recognize sort of friends. Um, and I think that one is pretty, uh, mm. pretty cool. What, what type are you? Oh, I'm a connector, 100%. I just know a lot of people. Um, like a funny side note is probably that in most of my businesses, I don't even know how to do what we do. Um, for example, with web development software, I can't write a single line of code. I just don't have any clue. I just know how to find the people um, and how to, find, how to get clients. Um, I'm actually a friend of mine is a gymnast going to the Olympics uh, in two years. Uh, we're setting up a clothing brand right now. And... Um, we, we spoke to the manufacturer for the first time and he asked like, okay, so you want to have sort of this shirt, what percentage, you know, cotton, polyester, spandex do you want? And I didn't even know spandex was a thing or existed. Right. So I was like, I, I, I don't know. Actually, honestly, I don't really care. All I know is I will find people who know how to do this stuff. I will find people who know how to, um, design it. And then I'll, you know, I know, I will know how to sell it. Um, because I, yeah, because that's what I do. So connecting, I guess is, uh, is the main thing I do. Um, I mean, another good book is probably, I mean, it is a bit, it's a one-on-one, but it's uh, Tools, of, uh, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Mm-hmm. Um, just because the cool thing about that book is there's short, he's interviewed like all the big people in the world. Um, like everyone is in the book. Uh, that one together with Tribe of Mentors, which is his other big book. Um, and it's just short stories of two, three, four pages. Um, and there's always stories which will really resonate with you and which really help you. And there's little tips. Um, I remember reading about in that book, for example, um, 
whenever you wake up, start by doing 10 push-ups. Um, and start, you know, that was one of the things. And I was like, why would you do 10 push-ups? You know, that's not going to make your chest grow, for example. Um, but the thing is, if I wake up right now, I do 10 push-ups, I make my bed, I open the blinds. So within 20 seconds, I've completed three tasks. Um, so I feel good, right? I've been productive. I've been awake for 20 seconds. I've had, you know, three, already accomplished three things. You take it with you the entire day. So you're going to be more productive. The entire. So it's like little sentences like that, like the little nuggets you, in that book that you really, you really uh, take out. And then... You know, I guess, I mean, we've mentioned the book, but Not Giving a Fuck, No Bar of not, give, not Giving a Fuck is, is a good book, especially if you feel like, you know, that's, that's stopping me. Um, mm-hmm. and, then, and then there's a book called The Brain, um, which I like a lot, and that really tells you about how, how's your brain working and how, again, that's yeah. for me just because I'm really big on the brain. Is, but, is there something particular about the brain that, that you're most interested in? Um, I guess the fact that there's still a lot of things we don't understand. It's really mm-hmm. cool. And then, and how a lot of things just, you can sort of put back to, um, well, in a way you can really look back into the, into the, our past. Uh, for example, in that book, they talk about, uh, if you do tug of war and if it's one-on-one, you're going to give hundred percent. And if it's two versus two, you're going to give about 97% because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the less energy you spend, the better it is for survival long-term. And, you know, no one's going to notice if I do 97% if we're with two people. Uh, and that goes down and down and down. So if you're with eight people, you only give about 64% of your strength to use that in the tug of war because you know no one's going to notice you're not doing that much, and everyone's doing this. Um, so it just shows how you know how our brain works and how you should, if you relate that back to a company or back to a meeting. Um, if you, for example, have a meeting and you put three people who are all digital marketers, no one's going to give their best because you're going to get this, you know, the same effect. So whenever I plan meetings, I make sure that. You know, there's one person who's good at one thing and everyone has his own specialty. So you have to be top of your game. We're not wasting time and we're going to get the best results. Um, so I think that's why understanding the brain will really help you in your business as well. Um, other things with, with brain, um, for example, and I think that's a very, very interesting one for, you know, whatever you do, whether you're an entrepreneur or sports or, or whatever is, um, we go through... Actually, your brain goes through three phases every day. So if you make a brain scan of your day, of your brain, um, then you can see three phases. And it's called the peak, the trough, and the recovery. Um, I think that's, that's a very cool one. Um, and then there's one difference. You have night owls, and that's actually just something wired in your brain. Uh, and they go the other way around. But most people are morning people. Um, and what it is, first you have your peak, which is whenever you're best at analytic work. Right? You're really deep work. It's hard. Or it's easy not to get distracted. Um, and that's when, and that's why a lot of entrepreneurs always say, you know, get up early, get up because you're in your peak and there's no distractions. You know, if I get up at 5 a.m., which you do every morning, no one's going to text me or is going to call me or, okay, you know, we're, we're having this conversation really early in the morning because of time, time difference. But, you know, it's when you're, it's just when you're at your best, no distractions. Um, and then we get our trough and that's, you know, late, late in the morning um, until like three, four in the afternoon. And that's when you're so low on energy. Now that's the same whether you're a night owl or a, um, you know, or a morning person. Um, and the funny thing is the most car accidents actually happen between 2 and 4 p.m. And it's not even that busy on the road, but it's just because so many people, you know, your focus goes down, um, you're distracted really, really fast. So if I look at my work, that's when I do my admin work. That's when, I, when I'm going to answer all my emails um, because I know that I'm just going to get frustrated if I'm going to really try and do deep analytic work in the morning. Now we get a recovery. So our mood's going up. So normally in the evening, our mood is going up. If you're a night owl, that's morning. Um, and we, we become really creative. So, you know, if we um, want to do creative work, if we're stuck with something, uh, you don't know, you know, well, you're, you know, you're an artist. So you'll, depending if you're a morning person, you'll probably notice that in the evening, you're, you know, you actually get more creative, you get things done. So that's when I do my brainstorming. That's when I, you know, if, if in the morning I think, oh, I really have to find a solution, just write it down. And in the evening, I'm going to, or late afternoon, I'm going to try and solve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, knowing that I know that all, all my employees in my office are, um, you know, they're morning people. So if we have meetings, we think, okay, what is it? Are we stuck with a problem? Then we're going to do it late afternoon in the meeting. Um, but are we, you know, really having to do analytic work? We're going to do it early in the morning. So instead of scheduling on availability, I try to schedule on what is it that we actually want to achieve and what's the best time to do that. So, um, those are just two examples why I think understanding the brain is so important mm-hmm. to actually you know, get to the next level and get results. Right, right. Yeah. And would you say that there's any particular 
habit that has helped you to get where you are right now? Either, either you know, it has could it have to do with the brain or just anything in general. Um, no, probably. I mean, as I said, meditation for me has been been very big. Um, I would say reading as well. Um, I, I mean, reading or podcasts or you know, it doesn't really matter. But just you know, keep educating yourself and keep going to the next level because it's actually really nice if you if you keep doing it. It, it also feels good. So. Uh, those for me has, has been very important. Um, what else? I mean, making sure that I, I actually have a, I, I understand that's not something most people can do, but mm-hmm. I actually have a personal trainer come to my house every morning at 5.30 a.m. Um, so even if I don't want to get out of my bed, at five, I, there, yeah, there's no, there's no, you know, I have to. So I go to the gym at 5.30, I'm back home at, you know, 6.45 Um I've done my tasks. I've been productive. I, that's probably good as well. A good habit as well. And then I just write down my, um, basically gratitude journal. So things I'm grateful for. Um, I think that's very important affirmations. So sort of helping yourself and really, you know, because if you keep writing down, right. I mean, have you, have you, did you read uh, think and grow rich? Mm-hmm. Uh, it says that, you know, as long as you keep believing and keep saying certain things to yourself, it will happen at the end. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a good thing as well. Affirmation, writing things down, making a to-do list is very important as well. So, yeah, those things, I guess. Uh-huh. How's your to-do list? Is it like you have a bunch of things and then you kind of want to check it out or you have a couple main things per day? Because me, per- me personally, I've realized I have a couple. I used to have a list, you know, that was humongous every day. I would just tackle it, you know, and, yeah. and <laughs> try to... But there's, there's, a, there's a point where I, I feel like you just get busy, right? But you're not really doing... doing you could a week after you're like what the hell i did so much but i also didn't do that much um so how, what does it look like to you uh, at this point do you focus on a couple key things daily that yeah. you know those three things are the most important things and you have to get done or yeah yeah so i um well basically i, I do my to-do list in the evening which is the creative mm-hmm. time for me um mm-hmm. and i write i write out the three things i have to do um so the three main tasks i really want to complete the next day um, and also in my phone, I sort of have my own warm-up. So I have like every week sort of a main goal for the week. Um, but during the day, you know, if I'm in the office and I think, oh, I have to do this, then I make like a little extra to-do list just to remember that. But it's like the small things, right? If you have to reply to a certain email, which is important, if you have to do. Uh, so I have a main to-do list with three things. And then during the day, I might write like an additional thingy, additional little list. Um, but, by, but always write it with a pen because there's pen and paper. There's nothing more satisfying than actually crossing your thing off to do this actual physically doing it rather than just on your, having it on your phone. Um, and when, I, when we talk about mentorship, think what, I actually make them um, text me their to-do list for the next day every single day uh, so I can also keep them accountable. Right? So if you don't have a mentor but you, you, know, you feel like it's hard for me to actually do what I have to do, find an accountability partner. You know, someone you have to text whenever you wake up um, or your to-do list and then you know, if you don't make, if you don't do this, or if you wake up too late, you know, there has to be consequence, even if it's paying $1, for example, it doesn't have to be something big, but just, you know, that someone, because basically you're letting the other person down. That's the main, that's the main thing, right? So you're, you're not getting up at the time you want to get up. You're not doing the things you should be doing to reach your goals. Um, so I think that's a big one as well. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I totally agree about writing it down on paper. And is there any, any stuff that you do do on your phone? Like any, it's something that maybe helps you with your productivity or any mobile applications that you would recommend? Yeah, so I use, uh, well, with the latest update of, of iOS for your iPhone, it, it's not that relevant anymore, but I've used an app called Freedom. And uh, with Freedom, you can block certain apps and websites. It's, it also works on your, on your computer um, between certain hours. So I know that my peak time uh, is in the morning when I really want to do analytic work. So I make sure that I can't go on Instagram, I can't go on Facebook, I can't go on YouTube, I can't go on you know, a lot of those sites and things and apps um, on my phone. So, you know, there's no distractions. Um, so I think that is, that is a pretty big one. Um, and now, of course, iPhone actually has screen time, the, new, the latest iOS version, um, which actually shows you. I mean, it, I'd say to everyone, like, go there and see how much time you spend on social media because it's shockingly uh, how big it is sometimes. I... Mm-hmm. I ask people like send me a screenshot of this and there's people three, four hours a day on Instagram and, and Facebook. I mean, that's just so freedom or screen time, you know, use that one. Um, I think it's good. Um, and there's a lot of things which, which you can use to track things, but I actually write like uh, myself enjoy writing down on pen and paper. Mm-hmm. 
I try, yeah. I try to have my phone away as much as possible and also make sure that I don't see it. Because even if you put it on silent, you, you know, my phone is laying here right now uh, in front of me. And, you know, I sort of something tells me, like, check, check if you have a message, check if you, you know, yeah. but if you don't see it, it's, it's better. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, bro, what would you say, what would you say success is to you, man? Um, I guess success to me is leaving something that I'm really proud of, even though it's maybe a bit of a cliche, um, and, and having an impact. I think um, my, my long-term goal is, is to actually be able to help a lot of people who can't afford any services. So, you know, people who really want to start a business, people who want to improve their life, even if it's not a business, um, I want to be able to help them for free uh, long-term. And the problem is in order to do that, I need a lot of money uh, first. So, um, yeah, success to me would be actually making an impact, helping people, changing lives. Um, and looking back in 30 years, like, you know, I'm actually proud of what I've achieved because are you, are you proud of making, you know, 10 million? Probably not, but are you proud of, you know, helping hundred people, you know, better their lives? I'd be super proud. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's success to me. It's not, it's not monetary. That. It's yeah, the impact you can make. I love that. Is there, is there anything else that you wanted to, you wanted to, uh, go on like any other, any other topic? Well, I mean, okay, so we, we, we spoke a bit about money and social media, but let me just go on uh, a bit deeper on that for, for one second. So, you know, money is something that drives us. It drives us all, right? And it's important. And anyone who says money doesn't make you happy just, you know, either has a shit ton of money or doesn't have any money. Um, so, yes, it, it helps. But, you know, stop, please stop pursuing money. That's like the main thing I would give to anyone. Like, stop saying like, oh, I have to make, I have to make this. I actually had a call with someone uh, a little while back and he said, I have to make 1 million, like turn over 1 million. That's, you know, that's what I'm, that's my main goal. It drives me every single day. And he, he hit that point. I mean, kudos for him, right? He made a, a million um, this year in turnover and then asked him, so now what? And then his, he said, so now I want to make 2 million. Um, so there's, you know, there's, you're not happy because you just want more and you want more and you want more. Um, instead of, you know, asking why do you need the money? And he wasn't really sure. He was just putting everything on his bank because he, there was no reason why he wanted the money. So he's driven by money and that will never really make him happy. Um, maybe you, you know, so figure out for yourself why, you know, what's the lifestyle you want to do? What's the main thing you want to do in your life? What will make you proud if you look back in 30 years? Um, and you might need a lot of money for that. Right? You might, as I said, I want to be able to help a lot of people for free. Um, and for example, the environment is something that really concerns me. I want to make an impact there. And I'll, the more money I have, the more impact I can make. So I know I have to make money, but it's not for the money. It's for the impact I can make for the, the life I want to live and the things I want to do in my life. So really sit down and really be honest to yourself. Like, What is my true, you know, my true why? What is it that drives me and gets me up? And stop pursuing money because that's just going to make you miserable and stop listening to Everybody online who says they make millions in the first month because they're just liars and, you know, they're also going to make you miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop, and also stop chasing money and just talking about money because it's going to piss off yeah. Bob. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's terrible. Um, yeah. But I'm the same way. That's one of the things we really connected on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so one of the things that, um, and like another book, if you are a bit more in digital marketing is Dotcom Secrets. It's by... Um, Brunson, Russell Brunson. And one of the things he has is the two comma club, uh, mm-hmm. which means, you know, that if you, if you turn over 1 million through his programs, through his systems where you pay for, of course, you know, you actually get like this big thing, which has at, at a big event, they give you the two comma club, like w- whatever it is. Um, and I get it from a sales perspective because a lot of people are pushing for that and they're spending more money on his pro- uh, products. But things like that piss me off because, you know, that just means that it's, again, it's a monetary goal. Um, but I mean, he's the most brilliant one of the, he, he's the guy who basically invented the whole online sales funnel. So the guy's brilliant and I wouldn't dare to say anything bad about him, but he's making people push for money, uh, which right. I don't like. Well, what he does is that that's, that's smart is he teaches people how to make money online. But then he says, look, if you want to do this, use my whole system, yes. right? The system that yes. he created which is ClickFunnels. And so it's very interesting how he, he doesn't care about the actual courses, which he makes millions on, right? He cares about then after that, how you're going to get into that whole system. Which at the end of the day, I think is 
is great. I mean, it, it has allowed so many people to live independently oh, and yeah. create products that a lot of them do help a lot of people, right? There's obviously a, b- a bunch of stuff out there that is just a bunch of bogus and bullshit. Yeah. But it's very interesting how he goes about that and kind of reverse engineer what he wants. And even after that, there's it's it's a it's a whole you know empire of its own, right? So. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's great. If you read his book, he actually says, okay, so his book is free, right? He gives you a free book. You just pay for shipping. Um, and then within the book, he says, listen, you're in the beginning of my sales funnel right now. Um, and I know that 20% of you is going to buy this product. And I know 20%. And, and he even says, this is how I'm going to sell it to you. And then he, he says what he's going to do. And you still buy everything. So it's, I mean, the guy's a genius. And it's, it, it's a good book to read. But just imagine or just realize the fact that you're, yes, you're getting that book for free, but you're probably going to spend a lot of money afterwards. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's the most interesting part because every time me personally, every time I'm getting sold, like I'm very conscious of it, right. That I'm getting sold, but I've, I feel like so many people are just, just not, they haven't just no idea, you know, and they go through all these funnels 10,000 yeah. times in their lives. And then maybe, you know, at uh, 11,000 time to be like, Oh wait, I'm, I'm starting <laughs> to get it. <laughs> what happened here? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you have to, I mean, yeah, you have to be sold to be able to sell as well, right? You have to. Uh... Absolutely. And sometimes you, you have to be sold and I, I enjoy being sold sometimes, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I know you're, but I, I like it. You know what I mean? I, I, I want to. And sometimes I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll cut it and, right here. And even if you know all the tricks in the books, right, you, you still go for it. You still fall for it. Uh, I remember being at a, uh, at a seminar and they said, listen, we have like this huge opportunity for you now for you, but only the, you know, and it was great, you know, and, and the value stack sort of said, it's, you get this, this and this normally worth like 10,000, you get it for a thousand, yeah. but only the first five people who come here and I just got up, I started running and I was like, <laughs> wait, what just happened? You know, why did I fall for this? <laughs> yeah. It just that, scarce, that scarcity factor got to you. Yeah. yeah. It got to me like good value stacking and then scarcity and then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find that so interesting, you know, when that, the whole emotion is there, oh, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's true what they say, right? You buy an emotion and then you mm-hmm. sort of try and, and justify it by ration. Um, so, you know, for anyone who's listening and they want to sell something or they don't want to be sold too often, remember, it's all about emotion. Um, whatever, yeah. whatever people sell you, they sell the emotion for the, even with, a, think about an iPhone, uh, like they don't sell the phone, they sell the part, you know, the, the, how cool you could become with this new iPhone, how everyone will see this and how, you know, how it will change your life, sort of the emotion, not like, yeah, it has a faster processor and a camera that, you know, no, it's like they focus on the emotion you get there. Um, mm-hmm. That's big. Absolutely. No, I agree with that. Right before I ask you, uh, I want to ask you one last question. Um, yep. Let me ask you this. If I could give you a mic right now, a microphone, which kind of is right. And you could yep. be speaking to a bunch of, you know, teens, 20 year olds, 30 year olds, but like the next generation of people and you can maybe push out a message that can inspire a couple of them to, to do little things daily that can make a difference to other people's lives. What's something that you could tell them? Ah, that's, that's a good question. Um, especially the last part makes it hard. Um, well, first of, I, I guess one of the main things is to stop procrastinating to start. Um, I think that's the main thing, which, which hold people back. There's so much information out there these days and there's so many things we can keep on learning and keep on doing and think like, oh, I'll just need this piece of information. Then I can start helping people or then I can start my company or then I can start. Um, and that's one of the big mistakes I've made in my life with one of my companies. I um, created an app and I thought, you know, it was one of my first companies. I thought I was going to become a billionaire with that app. And I, we spent like a year and a half adding features and things. And then we got like 100 downloads. Um, but if we would have just released the app, just would have started after like two months, people would have told us, this is what we want. This is what we don't want. Or they told us, this is Bob, why are you being an idiot? Right? Um, so instead of procrastinating and thinking, you know, just start, get feedback, start helping people, start doing things, start making a difference instead of thinking I will start making a difference or I will start doing it whenever I feel like I've had enough knowledge because, you know, in two weeks there will be another 10,000 hours of YouTube videos you can watch. Um, just being added. So I think a very, very important one is, you know, don't, don't be afraid of what will happen. Just start and go with whatever happens, you know, then get, get the feedback. And that's, I think that's a very important one. Mm-hmm. And what can they do for other people? Like what's, what's a kind gesture you think that someone could do for other people? If let's just say you have a hundred people of the podcast, right. Or the show yeah. that are listening, maybe a 0.1%. And they start doing this, that it would, it would start making a difference to other people's lives. 
I think just showing others sometimes that you care and just listening already helps. I mean, um, sure, if you, have, if you have money, you can actually donate money. But if you don't have money, at least you have time, right? So you can sometimes just putting your arm around someone's shoulder and just saying, you know, how are you? Even that thing, you know, that can really, really make a difference. And it, it doesn't have to be huge, but trust me, like every day, um, I want to do at least one good deed. So every, every day, and it, it could just be, you know, helping someone with something very, very, very small. And trust me, it comes back. You, you feel better. Um, mm-hmm. And if you don't have any money, by all means, don't give your last dollar away to someone who, who might need it as well. But, you know, start, you can even become a volunteer somewhere or help or even clean up on the street or whatever it is, right? Um, just do something small every single day and that will help you. And if we, you know, if we, the best case scenario, if we all do that, you know, then the world will be such a, such a good place. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, not, not only thinking about yourself, I guess. Uh-huh. Right. Even though helping others will help yourself a lot as well. 100%. So Rob, if I, if I give you a, a piece of paper right now and yeah. on that piece of paper, you could write down, you know, one main message to maybe a future daughter or a son or someone that can learn a lot from you. And this was your last day on, on earth and you would have to write what's most important that you've learned in all your life. What would you write on that piece of paper and what would be your words to success? Uh, it's, well, I'm going to probably be repeating myself now, but, um, no repeating you know, yourself, Bob. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, w- it would be just do the things that will make you, that will make you proud. Uh-huh. Um, do the things you truly, you truly want to do, uh, and not what others want you to do. And, and that will make you proud. And like, you know, if you look back at 30 years. That's, uh, that's the main thing. Uh, stop doing what people expect you to do. Yeah. Amazing. That's key. Yeah. All right. Well, Bob, thank you so much for, for being on my man. I appreciate you and, uh, had a great time talking to you, bro. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really enjoyed it. I hope some people uh, got, you know, even again here, even if there's one person who gets, uh, gets inspired, then, you know, that made my day already. So I'm sure there's going to be thousands and you, you shared a lot of great things. So thank you so much for, for sharing that, bro. Thank you, man. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with Bob Van Bull. If you want to learn more about Bob, you can go to wordstosuccess.com under episodes and all his info, everything is there. I think Bob is one of those people where we're going to have to have like another second round um, on the show. We've been getting a lot of DMs, a lot of messages at the Words to Success Instagram saying, hey, we'd love to hear more about this topic and this topic with this guest. So I think Bob is going to be one of those people that we're going to have to bring back on and we have so much more that we can talk about. Um, that's, that's about it. I hope you guys enjoyed. Go and give us a review on iTunes if you guys are enjoying the show or let us know what, uh, what you're thinking. It's going to be crazy. Let's go. Bam, 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 bam.